I want to start season four by just talking to you. That's it. I just want to have a, like, discussion. Not even discussion. I mean, you're not here. We're not going back and forth. It's the wrong word for it. I, I want to tell you how we got here, how I got here, and, and I want to go back. You probably noticed I didn't play the intro music or anything else. I'm, I'm not doing any cute edits or cuts. Like, this is back very much how we used to do the podcast for a minute. And the music will come back and, and, and some other stuff will shift over time. But I want to talk about how we got here again. And I really want to talk about it after brainstorming for a little while on what I was going to do to kick off season four, how I was going to do this. Um, and, and there were a lot of ideas and, and good ideas, and they'll probably come up in, in other things. But I said I wanted to be very topical and very timely. And so it, it occurs to me that I haven't really talked a ton about December. And I want to do that now. So in, in early December, I came about as close as I ever have to giving up on writing. I'd been writing daily. Um, every day I'd been producing something, sometimes two or three pieces in a day. Um, I was playing it more in the marketing game. I know, I know. Go ahead and talk shit. I, I'd been playing it more in the marketing game. Like I was, I was hitting on topics. I was doing a lot more nonfiction, a lot more like practical advice and tips and things like that. Um, at a certain point, I was just driving content for the sake of driving content. Like it was no longer even really writing. I was just making content because that's what starts to tempt you, right? We start to get tempted. We start to think about our statistics and our money. And and look. I've told y'all when I criticize this approach to writing, I'm no different than you, right? I get caught in the same traps. So I, I got bogged down with all of that, and I just was done. I'm tired. I, I sat down and I said, I'm tired of pumping out content every day. I'm tired of trying to figure this crap out. I am tired of, you know, going on Twitter and, and just being part of this endless fucking cycle of shameless self-promotion from writers who just go, eh, that's the game. I like, and, and yeah, I mean to sound like an asshole when I say that because eh, that's the game. It's an excuse. I was just done with it. I was so tired of pounding my head into the wall over this. I was so sick of cross-referencing and doing this and doing that. And I'd lost my way and I was just done. And it was a good, I, I had come to the conclusion that the world of writing has changed so much that it was time for me to pack my shit up in a box and, and figure it out. So I was done writing. I was going to take the rest of December off and I was going to figure some new hobby or something to replace it uh, going into the new year. I was done. I, I was 100% done. And I had this very writerly nervous breakdown in that I didn't really tell anybody about it, right? Like, I, for once, I wanted something, because I talk a lot about my personal shit. So I wanted this to be my own shit for a while while I processed it, because I was done. There was no need to reach back out. Yeah, I, you heard me right. I just fell into the exact same trap so many writers do, young and old. It doesn't matter. I, I fell into that trap. The craft was no longer fun. The craft became a business, and it sucked. 
I didn't start writing because I went, hey, you know, it'd be awesome. I'd like to make six-figure income every month on writing. I didn't. Right? Like, I can say, hang on. If you're a coach listening to this, go ahead and get your angry email ready. I'd hate for you to have to pause the show and spend more time with me than you absolutely have to. I can say some pretty inspiring things. I just generally say them to people who are my friends or who I talk to, and I don't charge them money for it. That's why I'm not a coach. Right? A couple coaches that know me that have had detailed, nuanced conversations with me about that understand, and they're fine. The rest of you are firing up the angry emails. Go ahead and send them. I'm going to delete them, but you send them if it makes you feel better. That's what it's about. Uh, I did. I got caught up in this whole like startup of me, go, 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 productivity, hustle, hyper productivity, keep it going, grind, 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 here we go, promote, 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 I'm a human promotion machine, my brand is Matt, blah, 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 bullshit. I did. I was done. It sucked. I was done. I was ready to box up, hunt. yeah, I was ready to box up, um, uh, box up the podcast. I was going to box up all my writing. I was done. I was done. Y'all weren't even going to get a goodbye announcement as far as I was concerned. Sorry, but it's true. Like, we're just going to be really honest. So, I, uh, I sat like that for a few days. Pretty content. Pretty happy about it, really. Um, I mean, as happy as I was. Like, this was a rough year for me. There was some personal stuff going on. Uh, normally I'm a pretty big Christmas cheer guy this year. That shit just was like, I mean, it was like pushing a rock up a mountain trying to get my Christmas spirit going. Like I had a giant rock. I'm trying to push it up the mountain. I'm Sisyphus and it just wasn't happening. Uh, and, and so I was just, I spent a couple days where I was supposed to be working or whatnot, just sitting on my ass, staring out a window, thinking I didn't go for walks. I didn't do shit. I didn't do any self-care. I just sat on my ass and stared out a window. And then it hit me, an impulse, a little urge. I really, really, really badly, almost more than anything, wanted to write a Christmas short story about a fruitcake. That's what I wanted to do. It got into my head. It lodged in there. And I went, all right. Well, you know, no one has to see it. We'll just sit down and write a fruitcake story. And I went through the back and forth that happens. I wrote down the stuff I know is going to happen in the story. I talked about the fruitcake. I came up with ideas. I I, I came, took about eight or nine different starts to it because it just never felt like it was going where it needed to go. And I just ignored every writing coach, every creative fucking advice columnist out there in all of the world. He goes, just push through, just do this, just do that, think about this, fuck off. I just did my work the way that I do it. I just had fun with it. And eventually, I sat down one morning, having continually tried and started and stopped and come back and hemmed and hawed on it. And I had a good start. And I worked one entire morning on it. By the time I was done, I had a draft. I was like, okay, I'm pretty good with that. So I walked away. I took a walk. I, I hung out. I didn't do anything with it. And then the next day I came back and I did some edits and, and so on and so forth. And I released it on Christmas Eve. 
I didn't know I was going to release it, but by the time I was done, I was just like, yeah, it kind of feels like I want to release this. A lot of people read it. A lot of people liked it. More importantly, I liked it. Look, I released it on Medium. Medium is not a great platform for fiction. It does not generate a ton of reads for fiction there. But a lot of people who knew me saw it. People got referred to the article. Like it was, it was, it was a fun story. It was fun to do. That's the thing. That's the important part. It was fun to do. And in the aftermath of writing a story that was fun again. You know, in the aftermath of doing writing that was fun again, not writing that was committees and nonprofits and titles and festivals and who's got what billing and bullshit, just stories that were fun again. Not, hey, here's me promoting, oh, writer's lift, let's all talk about each other's shit, let's do this, let's do that. Just a guy writing a fucking fruitcake story. It's all it was. It's all it needed to be. And believe it or not, a little fruitcake in my story that saves my main character also saved me and my dream because I started thinking about it more. And I went, well, I don't need to do this shit. I don't. I started realizing I don't need to be writing this everyday short form, 150 words here, 500 there, 700 there. Oh, make sure to say this. Oh, this topic's trending bullshit. I don't need to be on Twitter espousing my expertise. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are paying anyone other than an editor, and when I say an editor, I mean if you are paying anyone other than an experienced editor that can actually help you make your piece better, you're wasting your fucking money. That's my opinion. It's been my opinion for a really long time. I don't believe in 99.9% .9 of creative coaching. I think in my entire time, I've met one that has me convinced that they might be okay to work with. Lots of people charge for editing. Are they really good at it? Nah, I mean, you know, figure it out. I know the people that I like for it. They're experienced editors. But also I know editors who are experienced in different areas. The point being, you don't need to do that shit. Right? If you just want to write a fruitcake story, then you can just write a fruitcake story. The reason I dropped out of writing for a while, the reason I got upset... The reason that all this fell down on me is I'm not playing the game that I want to play. I'm playing everybody else's game, right? Now, when I quit, and, and I did, I had a writer who, who I kind of tangentially know who had reached out to me and said, hey, I haven't seen anything from you. I went, yeah, I think I'm kind of done. I think I quit. And they went, oh, well, you know, you don't want to, don't want to, be, a, don't want to be a quitter, you know, don't want to be a loser. You want to go out and do this shit. Let me go ahead and explain to you my definition between writing winners and writing losers. Because I think that'll help, because this is how it frames in my mind. See, winners are not guys who get best-selling book contracts and make a bunch of money or self-proclaimed geniuses or luminaries or have the titles or the festival buildings. Like, that's just stuff. That's just accomplishments. It's so largely subjective, it's hard to call anyone doing that a winner. Right? It is. Like, it's really hard to, to say that, you know. Um, at least in my opinion. Feel free to disagree with me. I don't care. You don't have to agree with the things I say. But a writing winner and a writing loser. Losers in writing. I'm going to say it. Here it comes. Controversial opinion. Hot take incoming. Losers in writing are the people that chase the same shit everybody else is chasing because that's the game. 
they start applying the rules to it. They have to do this and that and the other. They push themselves to have goals and achievements that others will think are worthwhile or to do things that are cutting edge or avant-garde or good for the market or whatever fucking logic you want to apply to it. That's what they do. That's a loser. A winner just does it for love of the fucking game. I wrote a fruitcake story because I wanted to write a fruitcake story, right? If you go out and write poems about, you know, horse flies and you love doing it, you're fucking winning, right? If you wrote a play about a jump rope, remembering the kids who used to jump rope and have a good time and now it's become outdated and it's cast aside and it's just aging gracelessly in a shed... Did you have fun writing it? Yeah, good job. Did you do it your way? Yeah, awesome. Well, but it didn't win a Tony. Yeah, most shit doesn't. Right? Like, just make things you love. Like, you you can tell when people had fun. I really like the short stories of Ray Bradbury. I do, man. You can call me, oh, Ray Bradbury, real... Real cutting-edge reading there, Matt. I don't give a shit. I like the writing of Ray Bradbury. I think very few people ever hit the short stories out of the park as Ray Bradbury did. And you know why? Because I can feel the fun he had writing them. I can feel the emotion and the joy and the connection to what he was working on, right? I can feel it. I can feel some deep nerd energy coming from that man. And it is awesome. I love it. I love him. I love a good Ray Bradbury short story. That, and they're shorter than a lot of other short stories. You get some people who write short novellas, and they're like, yep, short story. Ray Bradbury, you can be done with, like, in a quick lunch break easily. There's something to be said for that. That doesn't mean that longer short stories aren't good. Like, you just like what you like, right? And you should write what you want to write, and what you like, and what is fun. It doesn't matter who you're impressing. It really doesn't, man. Look, I'll be honest. This past year, I've I've read a couple of books that had these glowing critical reviews. I mean, just amazing stuff. People love them. And I hated them. I can tell you at least one, and I won't mention it by name because I'm not that guy. But I can tell you at least one book that got a ton of press, and it's a piece of shit. From concept to language to execution to story, like, I hate every single thing. Note, I apply the piece of shit label in an entirely subjective manner. There are probably a whole lot of people that disagree with me on that assessment, and that's their right to do it. But I would not use that book to prop up my fucking desk. So when I had this revelation, when I came to all these things, it just rolled out of my head. I started thinking, I was like, look, I'm going to do shit. I'm going to do it my way, okay? I'm going to write the things I want to write about. I'm going to write in my tone of voice. I'm done trying to play the game. This podcast in season three got away from what this podcast talks about. Okay, this podcast is not about writing advice. It, I mean, it comes and goes here and there, but that's not what we do. I don't interview people. We don't have these complex breakdowns or shit. If you want that stuff, there are infinite podcasts that do it way better than I do. Like, check out Brandon Sanderson's podcast. That stuff's got great practical academic writing tips. Like, sincerely, really good stuff. They do it better than I do. A lot of those guys are college professors in addition to best-selling writers. Listen to them. You know what I do really well? I talk about the day-to-day struggle of just being a writer, of just getting in there and doing the thing, of trying to live a life in this weird, odd terminology that doesn't make a ton of sense. 
right? No one makes you a writer. This everyone can write. Like it's a really weird part of the arts to live in. And that's what I do really well. So that's where we're back. We're back to weekly, although some weeks I'm going to take vacations and all. I'm not pressing that. But for the most part, we're going to be weekly again. I'm going to talk about shit just like this and say, oh, I fell down and it sucked. I face planted and it was terrible. Things happen. Good stuff happened. Bad stuff happened. Someone said shit to me on an online article and it drove me nuts. And this is what I did. Like, we're going to get back to what the title of the podcast is, which is Confessions of a Working Writer. And this is why we're here. Right? We're not here for the perfect. We're not here for the awesome self-promotion. We're not here for the glorious, great, good, fun moments. There's enough of that out there. There's a whole industry to sell you that they're having an awesome time and you're not, and somehow that makes you deficient. I'm here to show you that you're not deficient, that the shit you go through is similar to the shit that I go through, which is similar to the shit that everybody goes through. They're just lying to you. Right? controversial hot take incoming. Tony Robbins became successful and famous by telling you how to become successful and famous. He didn't build shit before then. Think about that for a minute. Think about that vicious cycle for a second. The writer who tells you they can make six figures a month as a writer, then why the fuck are they selling you a $50 course? For those of you still humming the Jeopardy theme in your head, it's because they're lying to you. They're selling you, and they know, to quote good old Tommy boy, they know all they sold you was a guaranteed piece of shit. I am. If I sound more invigorated, if I sound more energized than I have in a while, it's because I'm back to where I like to be. This is what I like to talk about. This is what I like to record. This is what I like to put out into the world. I like to put out into the world that I got up and I write and I do the thing and I play the game. And did I win? No, but there was fucking blood on my gloves when I walked out of the ring. Right? It always comes back to this question of what I mean by a working writer. You know, what do you mean by a working writer, Matt? We're all working writers. This is about the entrepreneur startup of you or figuring this out or figuring that out. No, it's about having blood on your gloves when you walk out of the ring. That's what we're talking about. If you go and you work and you come out of the ring with blood on your gloves, then you did something. Hey, you, you may have lost, but at least you worked. That's what we're talking about. However that translates into your process, I don't know. You figure that out for yourself. You know, some people will tell you, oh, get up and run six miles. I don't like fucking running. I go for walks. There you go. Newsflash. I ran a lot in the military. I'm done. My knees suck. My hips are junk. I'm done running. I walk. You want to go run a marathon and tell me how awesome you are doing 75 hard? I'll, I'll print you a little certificate that says you're awesome. You can have it and go with my compliments. That's that's the thing. Just st- I, I got back to the place I wanted to be because I stopped listening to other people. So I muted some fucking Twitter accounts. I muted some Facebook accounts. I stopped reading every damn article. I mean, in fact, I took a long break from Medium, which is a shame because there's some writers on there I really like and I'm backlogged. But I'm getting back to it. I learned how to use the mute feature on Medium, too. So every time I found a writer I didn't want to listen to, I muted them. And then I went and muted one of the biggest writers on Medium because I don't have any value in anything he fucking writes. I don't see it at all. If you do, be my guest. Clearly more people disagree with me. Or maybe they don't. 
Maybe they're just afraid that he's going to say something and that they'll miss out on it. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, it felt fucking amazing to mute him. It really did be like, I don't need to hear shit from this guy. Click. It was awesome. It was, it was one of the experiences of my life. Be you. Right? So let me get, like, the title of this episode is, is Why We're Here. So let's answer that real quick. Why are we here, right? Why are we here? Because I want people to know that this is a real life thing, that this is not a dream path, right? Like being a writer is a work. It's a job. It's a lot of work. It's never going to be. You're not going to be a billionaire. Every writer tells you, you'll make a million dollars. Fucking liar. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. I've been in this a long time. You could but there's a lot of luck that goes with that. There's a lot of hope that the market happens. Stop giving these people your fucking money. And just start doing your thing and be happy with it. Because here's the thing. You may give Coach A, B, C, Guru D, E, F thousands of dollars and never see success because you get hit by a bus tomorrow. But the question is, did you enjoy what you were working on before you got hit by the bus? I'm here to show you that working and dealing with the ups and downs and coming out of the ring with blood on your gloves can be a fulfilling and good life. And that is all it has to be is fun getting in there and doing the work. Maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe I won't. But you and I are on this journey together. I'm not your mentor. I'm not your big brother. I'm not telling you how to do this stuff. We're on a journey of growth together. We're both trying to do better. And we need to talk more about people growing and trying to do better in the process of growth instead of standing at the back going, I am awesome. Let me tell you how you can be awesome. Let's start admitting that sometimes we're not awesome. So that's why we're here. Welcome to season four. We're getting in the ring. And every time I come out of it, I'm going to have blood on my gloves. That's it. That's my goal. Glad you're here. Hopefully you stuck around. Maybe some more will listen. Hey, if you like what I'm talking about and you think somebody needs to hear it, feel free to share. Now, I'm going to try to do a little bit better at getting the word out about the podcast. But again, it's never really been about promoting or making money with it or anything for me. It's always been just about talking to you. So with that said, in this nice new season four, episode one, why we're here, we're here because we come out, we need to remember that when we come out of the ring, we got blood on our gloves. We work. We're not the guru writers. We're not the self-help brilliant billionaire writers. We're not the millionaire writers club. We're fucking working writers. And it's rough. And some days we need to talk about that shit. And that is why we confess things. So until next time, I am Matt the working writer that you know, back to working in the way that I want to, playing the game the way that I'm going to play it so I can be happy if I get hit by a bus tomorrow. Just another working writer. And this has been my first confession of season four. I'll see you all next week.